with the People Not Titles podcast, and I'm uh, really pleased to have Brian Tierney here. Uh, Brian is a, a real estate attorney in the Chicagoland area, and Brian, you were actually a big inspiration for me to begin my podcast because when I visited you uh, some time ago, you had all your equipment behind you, and uh, and you so you've done some podcasting. I know you've done some in restaurants, things like that. Uh, and so thank you. Thank you for spending time with us today. We're really excited about it. Well, thank you and uh, good to be here. And uh, thank you to all the good folks at Land Trust. Yeah. Um, but I gotta say, uh, I'm a little bit jealous of you because although I might've inspired you to start doing the podcasting, you have now gotten your first episode in before I got right in. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I did. And you know, one of the keys to podcasting is just get started before you're ready. And I, you, I still don't feel like I'm ready, but I've had a great opportunity to meet some great folks. And uh, I've been looking forward to doing this for a long time to talk to you. So uh, you, have some, you have some cool content that you've posted. And uh, you know, let's, so let's just get into it. First off, I, I just wanna, you know, your track to becoming a real estate attorney. Let's just talk about that. Uh, what, uh, you know, when you turn the corner to saying, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be practicing real estate law. Well, I'm blessed to be where I'm at today, and that's mostly because I've been surrounded with good people, especially like Carmen Carbonera here at Lantros, made a million connections for me um, and introduced me to a lot of good people. Um, but, you know, it, it, was, it was a long track to where I got to because, you know, um, I didn't, I was barely able to get into college, but my parents really pushed me. You know, I started off in community college, went to uh, UIC downtown, which now owns John Marshall, which is the law school I went to. Um, or they've merged. It's, I don't know if it's an owner type of relationship, but they've okay. merged now. And uh, John Marshall is now the law school in Chicago of the University of Illinois. Um, but when I first when I first started going to law school, I was going for like labor law and workers' rights. Like my dad was an electrician, and I wanted to kind of fight and stand up for. So you grew up in people. a blue collar family. Yeah, my dad was an electrician. My mom. Um, was a secretary she's still living but she was a secretary uh for comet um you know when she was working before she had my brother and i and so um so yeah no, i wanted to go to law school to get into labor law and workers rights but then when i got into law school you know i, I started learning i got more real life experience i'm like you know what that's not really what i want to do anymore and i got more into business law like anything that has to do with contracts like real estate and corporate transactions and i really wanted to do that so I had done various things after law school. I was clerking for judges. Were your, were your parents proud of you when you got your law degree? Was that a big deal for everyone in your household? Yeah, you know, um, for for my mom it, it was, and she was, you know, my dad had passed in my third year of law school. So mm. um, he passed away of cancer and- um, Were you close with your dad? Very close. Yeah, we were, we had a rocky relationship at times, but the majority of our relationship was a close relationship, especially especially as he was getting you know older and he got sick with cancer and all that. But he was very proud of me for sure because I think I was the first, well, I mean, I was his first son. I wasn't the first person in the Tierney family, but of his brothers and sisters and stuff, it was their children that were the first ones um, to have somebody go to college. Wow, So congratulations, um, Brian. Thank you. Yeah, so it's tough was, to break that, uh, break through. Yeah, well, he was, you know, he came from Ireland. He moved uh, from Ireland back in the 60s and you know, where he came from, anybody with a college degree was revered, like, oh, they're a big deal, and they were the people who were in power, and they kind of controlled everything, so he wanted, you know, he wanted us to be on that next level, and he felt that education would take us there, and it does, you know, education is valuable, it's very expensive here in America, but 
Um, it does open doors, but uh, the, there's so many people here with college degrees and, and even law degrees that it saturates the market a little bit. So I, I don't think it's as important as it used to be. There's obviously a lot of good job opportunities out there where you can make, you know, as much money as you would had you went to college or had you went to law school without having to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, no, so I, I, um, when I was after law school, I worked for a few judges. I was just volunteering. I had a few various jobs because working for judges is a prestigious thing to do. So I was, I was volunteering uh, for a while trying to get a paid position because when you work for a judge, you see things from both sides, like the plaintiff, the defense, you get to learn how the judge thinks about things as well. So I did that for a little while. And then I was applying for various jobs. And one of my um, colleagues from John Marshall Law School told me, hey, I got an email from a real estate law firm, uh, says that they need, uh, they're in need of attorneys. And he's like, he was working at a title insurance company for a while as a title examiner. And so he's like, I can't take advantage of the opportunity right now. So I applied and I ended up getting the job. And How long ago was that? What was the gap between the time that you graduated and working for a judge and that? Um, May 2014 was uh, my my graduation. Wow. I was sworn in. Young buck. Well, yeah, I feel young, but we talked about how time flies before we even started the podcast. Yeah. So the time moves quicker as you get more old, uh, as you get older, and uh, it just it seems to fly by. But um, yeah, I uh, got sworn into the bar in in November 2014, and I had. I started my own firm by May 2016. So in that time wow. period, I volunteered for some judges. I worked various jobs, but I also had started doing my own work. I was doing, you know, wills and trusts and yeah. some corporate, corporate LLC work. Yeah. And, I, and I was trying to start getting into the real estate holdings. So what was the biggest thing you took away working, watching how the judges operate? Was there anything you pulled out of that that is still valuable to you? Yeah, I, I learned different things from a couple different judges. So. I worked for judges in the mortgage foreclosure division of um, the Illinois State Court when I was in law school. And that's a very detail-oriented thing, and it kind of got me ready for the real estate law that I practiced later. Um, I almost wish I could do it all over again, though, because I feel like knowing what I do now, having practiced real estate law for, for, for quite a long time, I was like, I would have I known that stuff so much better. I would have been such a greater uh, you know, help to the judges. Um, but. Uh, then I worked in the federal level for this judge, uh, Judge John W. Darrow, rest in peace. Um, he taught me just to be like fair and relaxed and to think about things. Like he always just drilled that in our head. It was one simple thing. He's like, think about things. Like just emphasizing the fact that you need to really put time into things to figure out the reasoning or to learn the mystery of it. You know what I mean? If you just you can learn by experience, but you're gonna you make mistakes. And then he wasn't saying like, don't dive in, but yeah. he was saying just to make sure you, you give things the, the time that you need to properly and thoroughly think about them. So he, 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 was, he was concerned about fairness. He was concerned about doing the right thing. And he knew that doing that, it, it required some attention and focus. Yes, and he also had a great sense of humor too. Um, you know, he, he was, I remember we, we had a couple of trials that I watched in his courtroom. And um, one was this guy who had committed like bank fraud. And he knew that this guy was like, it, it, it appeared like, I felt like I could sense that he knew, okay, obviously this guy did what they said he did, right? That what they're charging with. But he, he made sure that he did everything to remain calm the entire time and give him a fair trial. Another good one though was he had some kind of like federal deportation um, 
trial or something going on. The guy who was on trial had been deported to Brazil five times. And on, this was the fifth time that wow. he that he's now getting ready for deportation again. And the judge has two of the federal marshals um, there in the courtroom and he's questioning him. He says, so he was in the hospital. And I'm like, yes. So like, what was the issue? He had some kind of stomach problem. He's like, so I'm guessing you forgot to chain him down to the bed in the hospital? <laughs> like, to, to, this guy was supposed to be handcuffed to bed because he's a flight risk. He's been torn to five times to come back over and getting in criminal trouble. And that's wow. why he's ending up in federal court. So, yeah, so he had a, he had a sense of humor about it, but always made sure that, you know, people got a fair trial and a fair shake. So there was a lot of things I learned. But working in the real estate law firm, you learn what to do, but also not to, what not to do. So you started with your real estate law firm. And who was that? Uh, just met name and names. Um, the, I worked for the Panzicos for a while. Okay. So, uh, okay. Teresa Panzicos, uh, yep. the daughter and family, she had a, yep. she has a law firm and uh, I worked for her for a little bit, uh, after. Great. Yeah, what'd you learn there? Just to, you know, it's a, I learned that it's a fast paced business and, uh, you really got to work long, hard hours and work quickly to, to get everything you know, as much as you can done. Yeah. You know, these, these real estate transactions are a two month relationship roughly. And so it moves quickly. You know, you go from the starting line to the finish line pretty quickly if you're doing things well, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, and if everybody's doing things well, but we're in a, one of the busiest real estate markets that we've ever had in this country. The, the interest rates are really low. So everything's moving way faster than it should. And I feel like that's stressing out a lot of people you know, attorneys, realtors, uh, lenders, title companies as well. So I don't know if you guys are feeling that on your end. Totally. But, uh, yeah, totally. It's right now, you know, the, taping this, we're in April of 2021. Um, and uh, it is, uh, you know, it's com we're coming out of uh, the pandemic and we are, um, you know, uh, we're in a time where inventory in Chicagoland is uh, something that is, I think, stalling the market. But even though, you know, stalling, everyone's busier than ever. But uh, if, if there was more inventory, it seems like the appetite is uh, never ending for buyers right now uh, to, have, uh, to purchase properties. And so I think anyone who has a listing is a lucky person right now, right? They're very popular, I'm sure. Yeah, they're very popular. Yeah. Uh, so, Brian, how long were you at, the pa at Panzicas? A few months. I probably okay. worked there for three months, and you know when I when I when I started that job, I had already started taking on some of my own real estate closings, and I told them, you know, I'll stay here for like a year or two um, and see, you know, I, I I went in with a mindset of loyalty. Like I told them, you know, I'm going to be opening my own firm eventually, but I'll, I'll work for a year or two, give them some real yeah. time. But you know, we tried it, and it just didn't work out for either of us, and mm -hmm. we parted ways, and I opened up my own shop. I opened up an office uh, on, my first office was on near 63rd and Oak Park, which is like the major intersection right there. And I had my office there till like summer of 2018 mm -hmm. or something, 2018 or 2019 at all. Blends together because time moves so quickly. Yeah. But I went from there at renting an office to end up buying my own building over there on, wow. 60, on 63rd and Central. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. so so it's one thing to get a law degree, it's another thing to become an entrepreneur. So have you what have you been an entrepreneurial type of person or what you know what what what's that about? Well, <laughs> I am an entrepreneur mostly by choice uh, by by um, necessity but also by choice, right? You go to law school and nobody tells you you know when you're there 
you could take some internships or something afterward to like learn how to run your own business. Mm -hmm. They have a, there's probably, it's probably a very good clinic. It's on the Chicago Bar Association where they would teach you how to run the business. But when I, when I decided to start doing real estate closings, like I have to figure this all out for myself. You know, right. I've never been in charge of having to run a payroll and right. make sure everybody's paid Sign properly lease. every week. And yeah, and, and I mean, that's part of the legal thing. I wasn't right. too worried about it. Right. But like withholding the right amount of money for taxes before you have a payroll set up yeah. and then um, you know, getting the payroll set up and just managing people. Like I've worked in retail, I've worked in different positions. I was never really in management, but I knew how to work around with other people and work on teams. But when you're running the show, like there's a lot of things you have to do to build a system or put that in place to make sure that things are running smoothly. And they, that's just stuff you have to learn by experience or you learn the hard way. It's just, it'd be nice if somebody showed you. So yes, I own my own business. Um, you know, I, I'd rather be my own boss, you know, mm -hmm. uh, after all is said and done, I tried working for other people and it's like, yeah, it's all right, but I like to take charge of my direction and handle it myself. So, um, but also like in terms of entrepreneurship, like I'm more creative. I don't really think about like, although I wanted to help other people open businesses, like as part of what I wanted to, one of my reasons for going to law school was as time went on, it changed and I wanted to, you know, work with corporations and in corporate law and transactional stuff like real estate. Um, but I'm more like creative, like for me, entrepreneurship is going to be doing podcasts and, and, and doing stuff with music and things like that. And, but I also want to invest, like, you know, I, I want to send a shout out real quick to Louis Ortiz and Remax partners in Berlin. Um, I've had talks with Louis about investing and like, he's, he's doing, oh, he's doing real good things and he's sharp and he, uh, he's making good investments and he's like, you know, giving other people strategies and, and good things to look into in the stock market and things like that. So like I'm, I'm an entrepreneur that way too. Like I'm looking to finally now that I've kind of got my business stabilized and I have a system in place to now start investing more, you know, like mm -hmm. we can't, I don't want to do this until I'm 90 years old. Right. I right. want to have, to have a nice nest egg in place and I've already kind of started a little bit, but I'm looking now like surrounding myself with good people like him is getting me ready to take it to the next level. So who knows? I mean, I wanted to open like a car wash when I was younger, things like that. Yeah. You know, now that I'm in real estate, maybe I'll flip a property to her too in the future, but I don't want to, I want to diversify things, you know? That's great. So what were the, so you're starting your business. I'm sure there were sacrifices, right? Uh, you know, overnight successes take 10 years uh, typically, right? And so what were some of the sacrifices for you when you first began, you know, am I going to be able to pay my bills? Am I going to be able to keep the lights on? Am I able to keep my employees, right? Paying them before you pay yourself. Talk a little bit about that. That last part is it, it's 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 an interesting thing too. Yeah, when you have to make sure other people are paid, it's like mm -hmm. that's real. There's pressure, right? Well, I yeah, it's mouths to feed, birds in the nest waiting for the worm. It doesn't matter if I closed any deals or not that week, right? Yeah, they still they still have to be paid when you have full time staff. So it's yeah. a, it's like it doesn't matter where I close ten deals or no deals, like you still got to pay them. But um. Repeat that question back to me. There was <laughs> no, I'm just saying, what, yeah, what, what were the, what were the yeah. sacrifices? You know, some of the sacrifices that you had to make to be an entrepreneur. Forget going to law school because a lot of times you graduate law school, you're like, here I am, world, pay me, right? All of a sudden, it's like, nope, you still got to go get it, you know? Well, the challenge, the sacrifices were um, time and you know mental stress, right? Mm -hmm. Like uh, when you when you first start your business, especially if you're in the service industry like I am, I'm providing a service, a legal service, you know, I'm not making goods here. Yes. Um, it's the time sacrifice because I wore all the hats, right? I'm Superman. So 
you know, I'm keeping track of deadlines, I'm handling scheduling, I'm sending extensions, I'm, you know, doing, I, I still do my own letters or whatever, or at least I have the staff kind of get me a rough draft and then just review their work and, you know, tailor it to the specific quality the control. transaction. Quality control, right? Yeah. Um, but at, when, when you first start, you're doing all that. So you sacrifice a lot of sleep. There's nights when I first started, you know, one o'clock, two o'clock, that was kind of early for me. Sometimes yeah. it'd be three o'clock, four o'clock. There was times where I get to bed at like five and I'd be waking up at like 8 a.m. and getting ready to go to a nine o'clock closing or something and just, you know, rushing. And so it's tough, you know, but you, you work to a point where you're like, okay, I think I have enough money now to start paying an assistant. And you know, like, I remember how my business went, you know, my first year I hit a certain mark and by the second year I had went over double that. And by the third year I went over double that or whatever have you, and it just kept on growing, which was a good thing. Um, and that, you know, partly is the strength of the real estate market we're in because I do mostly real estate law. Yeah. But to the challenges with sleep, the time sacrifices, one thing though that I can't say is a sacrifice is how many events I went to. Like, I went to these events and, you know, I'm networking right now. Uh-oh. <laughs> we'll, we'll fix that. You yeah. can just lean it up against the, the stage, probably. Maybe, yeah, we're good. It's a little yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. All right, we, we just had a little um, equipment uh, <laughs> Yeah, let's go back. So we're talking about sacrifices. Yeah, so sacrifices. So and going to the events. Going, going to, to going to events. So first of all, like God bless the real okay, estate good. industry. There's so many cool events to go to. So many good people to meet, um, you know, and and get to know and just grow your business together. So you're a social guy, and yeah. having to go to events wasn't a pain in the butt for you. You were like, let's go. It's beautiful people <laughs> doing beautiful things. You yeah. ever been to the Chicago Association of Realtors yes. awards? Yes. Okay. It's amazing. It's yeah. red carpet. Yeah. It feels like you're going to the Oscars, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. because even the awards for like the realtors who sell the most properties or the highest volume or, you know, the team awards, all this, they're receiving something that looks like an Oscar. So you feel yeah. like you're part of a Hollywood yeah. or something going to these events. And Well, you and, know, in fact, if in my office, uh, I have, a, we because we sponsor one of those events, I have a huge, a huge Oscar trophy with land Trump, with the guy holding land trust. So I still have that in my office. So that's how much I love those events. You guys were one of the sponsors. Yeah, we were one of the sponsors. That, so that was that kind of your... the Oscar. Uh, yeah, and so there was a there was a uh, there was there was you know how the one well, the one uh, that was at uh, maybe the Drake or whatever it was. Yeah, okay. I was at that one. <laughs> that was that was. Yeah, we we sponsored that actually. That was twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah, we sponsored the billiard room and. Uh, you know, I didn't even thing. see the billiard yeah, room. Yeah, yeah. Man, I wish so. I had been closed for a land trust back then. The billiard room. You're talking my language now. And they, they gave that to you for yeah. sponsoring? or yeah, that was... for sponsoring, yeah. We sponsored billiard. the billiard room. Nobody even said anything about it. Well, right, sorry. right. Someone had the conservatory in the uh, kitchen. I think it was Mr. Uh, Green and uh, Mrs. White or whatever with the candlestick. Anyway, a clue reference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Over my head. But uh, Anyway, we so, yeah. so you, you like the events. So, uh, hold on. I don't like, I don't like the direction we're going with this here. That even would be fine as long as it's like. Yeah, hold on. Let me, let me just. Put uh, something, put yeah, 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 yeah. We'll edit this out. It's all good. People laugh at it. Yeah, that's true. Okay, hold on. Well, where's the camera at? On the top part of it? Yeah, it's right. There we go. It's right there. Okay. Yeah, we should be doing that. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, um, uh, yeah, the event was a sacrifice. No, it wasn't. I mean, it, it was a time sacrifice, and you know, like sometimes my wife Sarah would come with me, and sometimes she would. Yeah, you, you worked know. the whole day, and now you got to get it up for the event and be, you know. I looked forward to it though. It was a nice right. relief because, like, 
you know, I was like, I was always social and it's like, everybody likes to get out and enjoy it. Well, it's like, you know, everybody's just at tents. We're drinking cocktails. Everybody's relaxing and unwinding after work. So it's not work anymore. I looked to it. Yeah. It wasn't for me. It wasn't yeah. a chore. Like, this is what I like to do. I'd like to go socialize. Yeah. I like to do stuff like that. So, and I think people, you know, Brian, just because I've, I've known you for a, a little while, I think people recognize that, that it wasn't a chore. It wasn't a, it wasn't another event where you're out there, you know, plastic, fantastic, shaking hands. You were a real person trying to meet I mean, people. I slipped that in at yeah. the end or whatever. Of course, like, yeah, you're like working it. Yeah, you're working it. Dude, can, can we see each other, like, working together? Then, yeah, 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 all right. You know, yeah. hey, I'm here to help if you need it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I'm in the service industry. I'm providing a service. Yeah. I'm here to do it. And people I'm, resonate with that. I'm here to do it. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, circle back to a little bit earlier, right? Um, you know, at, at some point about the sacrifices, you know, you, I was wearing all the hats, but you know, I started hiring my first assistant and yeah. I tried a few assistants. I, I had different assistants before. Uh -huh. Um, but now I have the same team for the past few years and it's working out really well. And, um, you know, so then you, you add your first assistant then you add the second assistant, but it's still a sacrifice also financially because you're like, well, when do I start to keep some of the money to get to see to really keep the fruit of your labor and that takes a while yeah i'm still kind of i'm getting there now um i'm just looking for that extra you know revenue and capital that i can start investing or whatever but yes the sacrifices the events were not a sacrifice um you know for now, the most now part, we're dying to get back to them but i did my hard work when i was yeah. at those events i tried to meet as many people as i possibly could and then after i got to the point where i started seeing familiar faces i'm like all right i kind of know a lot of the people in the scene so that allows me to then make a more quality connection then because if I seen them, it's like, oh, I just seen, you know, uh, staff or so-and-so. And, -so, and yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. then I get to really catch up with them. And it's like, we were already comfortable. With so it wasn't just a party. You were being intentional as a business person saying, hey, I'm going to come out of here with some relationships that we can have some mutual success together. Well, yes, but, but no, like what I mean is like, for me, it was always about getting to know the person and knowing if I would have a good relationship yeah. with them, right? If I could work with them or if I could offer them something or help them grow their business or whatever the case is like if i knew that we would be able to do that like on a social level then i, I felt comfortable like working with them and stuff so if i you know for the most part i would still give out a card even if i thought maybe nothing would come of it but i knew which connections would be the best and, and which ones that i would grow with so you know? have a sense for that yeah yeah and, and like i said what i meant when i was like saying is like i was working hard at those events is i made sure i went to so many events like when i first started if there was three events, uh, you know, that week or four, I'd be at pretty much every one of them. It'd be a charity event this night. It would be, you know, a networking event this night. It would be, you know, something else that night. And I would just go and I'd meet people and hand out my cards. Like, there was a lot of time away from, you know, my mom or my, my now wife or, you know, um, you know, just trying to actually do the work. Yeah, because or like, or having, having events, fun, life. the work piled up and yep. you meant to use that night for, you know, um, you know, getting the work done. Now you just got to do that the next day. But it, I, I made so many connections, you know, through through networking, through Carbon Carbonara. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's all worth it. And I miss those events because totally. we got robbed of 2020. No we're now into 2021. Um, some of them are coming back slowly. Slowly, slowly. Yeah. And, and, you know, it makes sense, right? Yeah. You know, we just went through something that's crazy. And, you know, we're still going through it. Obviously, things are getting better with the pandemic and more people are getting vaccinated. And yeah and uh we're kind of opening back up and, and you know for some time now i feel like people on a general level have been you know like we're kind of going about our business right we still have to wear masks and you know we're, we're doing that out of 
you know, you don't want to be breathing right on each other and right. getting particles, of, you know, spit particles yeah. and somehow people, we get it. Yeah. So everybody's been went about their business. It's a shame it took this long to get where we're at because so many businesses and people suffered. Totally. And, and because of that suffering, we're dealing with probably the lowest mental health in this country's history we've had, yeah. like in a long time. You know, you see people are out there angry and traffic and, and in their lives, you know, and there's more domestic abuse and people are depressed and they're lashing out and there's all everything going on right now, you know, with politically in the country too, over the last year, everything was very contentious. So, you know, you have all that going on, but there are better times ahead. You know, once we get vaccinated and we fully open up, we get back to not having to worry about like standing right next to each other. Yeah. Um, some people are predicting it'll be the Roaring Twenties part two. Wow. Um, so we will we will see, but it'll be so, good to get more back to to kind of normal. You know? Yeah. So Brian, you know, so you, going even pre-pandemic, you know, you you come home, you've had a rough day, uh, voicemails, you laid an egg, you dropped the ball, uh, financial pressures. What? in your mind kept you in the game what were you thinking about to, to fight another day How, what what's your routine uh are you a visionary that way what what is it are you just like a grinder lower your head and get the work done grinder okay i mean you're hitting me with that like corporate contrast right there. you're a grinder <laughs> what's your motivation my yeah. motivation is i was raised by an irish immigrant who came here and worked like a savage in the 60s and taught me the same thing there like, you go you earn your keep yeah you go out there and you make your money and like, You're tough. I felt that there wasn't many problems that couldn't be cured with hard work. And you know what, for the most part, that is kind of true. I like that. But then, you know, doing this now for more years and growing, you get to a point where you gotta be, you gotta understand your limits, like what you're really up against and you gotta have good people around you to help you. But yeah, man, I like, you know, at first it's, it's, I was just, I would get in there and I'd work hard. And unfortunately, the reason I've gotten where I am is I haven't dropped the ball too many times. There's been some things here and yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I didn't you want can't to, please I didn't all the people all the time. The yeah. Yeah. And you know, I've been very fortunate in my career that I have not really dropped the ball in any major, major ways. There's been times where people have been disappointing me. There's been times where things are delayed. I have right now a client who um, had purchased a property as is, and the seller has held um, money back to protect the buyer. Uh, you know, in the event that they don't correct the problems. And now it seems like we're gonna have to clock on it. It's been months and months and months. It's been going on almost a year. And, and like, there's one, like few little exceptions that get away from me, but I will make good on those things and, um, and you know, and, and, and try to right any wrongs. And that's another thing I always try to do. It's like, I'm good, but I'm not perfect. Mm -hmm. And so like, even if I have let somebody down, I always try to make it up to them or, you know, time sometimes will heal the wounds. It might be like, you know, I worked with somebody and the realtor said, well, you know what? This didn't work out. Maybe the client wasn't the most pleased, but after a while, they see that you know I tried to make it up to them in some way or another, or I did my best, and um, and, you, and you know even if they haven't worked with me in a while, they'll start working with me again. So I've been fortunate in that way. But yeah, hard work um, was was one of the things you have to put in to try to solve the problems. You know. Hey, you and I have a lot in common, by the way, because I am a son of an immigrant uh, family as well. My parents came from Serbia, and uh, very similar. Uh, you know, they're a German descent, but uh, came from Serbia in the, uh, right after World War II, and uh, very similar, uh, you know, uh, path to, so I, I'm not a big fan of the corporate uh, shtick as well, um, but um, you, is there, are there daily routines that you have, you know, take, starting out in the morning, whatever it is, is yeah. there something that you do that keeps you centered? Um, you, you, I try, I try okay. to have the routines. Um, okay. you know, I had, 
within the last few weeks I had gotten a cold, I had to get antibiotics from the doctor, whatever. But my, my normal routine in the morning would be, you know, I, I get up, I have sleep apnea, so I have to like clean my machine and put it away real quick. Okay. You know, but my routine to kind of like get me centered would be to like do a little yoga stretching for Really? Yeah, I've seen, uh, I, 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 maybe it was Facebook Live? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so did you do yoga stretching on Facebook Live? I did like a push-up challenge. Okay, push-up challenge. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. Okay, but yeah, yeah. I, thought, I thought that you actually spoke of it uh, at one point. I um, did some yoga. I do yoga stuff through Zoom. In fact, okay, through Zoom. Okay, tonight after the podcast okay. is over, I'm I'm going to be teaching a yoga class. I'm, not, I'm not certified, <laughs> but I've done it Love enough it. where I can bring value to people. Okay, it sounds familiar to me. So I, I I've heard you mention yoga. So yeah. what, so that you you try to do yoga to get uh, a bit. First okay. of all, because I'm getting older, like the way I sleep with the mask on and stuff, sometimes yep. it puts you know extra stress on my lower back. I wake up with like lower back pain and stuff. Not too often, thankfully, but. But doing yoga stretching and also taking that time to think and be at peace because my wife will still be in bed and we have a, a fairly large size bedroom so I can, you know, I, we, it's all carpeted. I just, I get, you know, I start doing my stretches, just loosen up to get ready to feel loose through the day because I feel like every ache or pain or stiffness or soreness or whatever you're feeling is like another weight you have to carry with yeah. you that day. And if you don't acknowledge it, you're just, you're, you're like a race car in red and you're just, you're carrying all that with you and you don't even, like then you realize when you're sitting there in your car, Man, like, why didn't I, if I stretched, I would have just felt so loose today. And then it, having that loose body and that, that body that feels good allows your mind to be more at peace, so I handle things more peacefully. So like my, that, Brian. my routine, what I'm feeling well, which I'm about to get back to, is a little bit of yoga in the morning, but also take that time to almost meditate while I'm doing it. Right. I've never been huge on meditation, but I started more recently with one of the people that I do yoga with, and it started to, to make me feel more comfortable and allow me to step out of body for a second and just make peace with everything that I'm going through, but then know that I can be strong and kind of handle it no matter what. Um, So I'm going to get more into that. Like, I think I want to start meditating and just take some quick notes down about all the things I have to do that day. Because if you can't make that list in peace and quiet and then the phone starts ringing, you get pulled in a million different directions in the day, you're not going to get done what you needed to get done. So kind of meditate a little bit more and think about things, make my list, do my yoga stretches, but also... I like to do a little cardio. I used to do um, in the Insanity workout, which is yeah. a lot of calisthenics, right? Shanti. Doing jump, yeah, Shanti all the way, <laughs> right? Like power through. He's like, he's like deep breath in, exhale this. out. He's yeah. like power through, power through. He's like, he's like, he's like ten more seconds. You know what I mean? He gets you through it. Totally. So like, I like to do a little bit of that. Like, yeah. I had done some of those Insanity videos so many times that I basically memorized routine. So I don't even have to put it on anymore. Yeah. I just, yeah. I'll do like 10, 15 minutes of it. If I really have time, I would do a half hour. Like in the winter, I was doing half hour to an hour sometimes. Right for morning. COVID, man. Well, yeah, right. it keeps the blood flowing. Yeah. It helps your body find infections yeah. quicker as the blood circulates through the body or whatever. But when you get that blood flowing, I just feel like I'm getting more blood to my brain and around my body, and I just feel more energized to take on the day. Like morning's the best time to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, tonight after maybe the yoga class, I'm like in a little cardio because <laughs> I've been down. I've yeah. been on the shelf for like a week and a half, no okay, exercise. Man. Yeah. Um. So I'd like to get a little in. The only thing is. You get blood flowing before bed. You're not really ready to right. sleep necessarily. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. Those are good. So you're a thoughtful guy. Uh, I I I watched you do some YouTube stuff. Yeah. With like uh, quotes, and uh, yeah. I thought those were really good. Uh, really, I, I thought it was really good. And what you're, you know, it's one thing to read the quote, but it's another thing because I think every person looks at a piece of art just a little bit differently. 
So how do you, you know? Where do you get that inspiration? Because you seem like a rough tumble guy, yeah. ready to knock heads if need be. And here you are talking. Yeah, yeah. yeah here yeah. here you talk about you know the quotes that inspire you. So what? How does that fit with a guy like you? I mean, how'd you start it, and what inspired yeah. you to start sharing that with other people? You're kind of vulnerable on those. Well, it's a it's it's a very simple, I guess, um, secret. I used to work at Menards. Okay. And they would post their like sales flyers in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. And the cool thing about Menards is they put a wise thing on the bottom of each page on most of their their flyers. Literature. So you know, you go in a washroom, you're standing there at your urinal, you're looking up like <laughs> you're like you see some positive quote. You're like, yeah. All right. Let's, yeah. let's, let's go. go. <laughs> right. So I'm like, you know, I, I can live my life by that. Right? Yeah. So I started collecting all those those flyers and I would just pick these sayings like and, and reflect on them myself so that when I did that on YouTube or whatever or on Facebook yeah. it's called reflection on wise words so yeah. I would just say like here's something that I think is cool and it has value and it brings meaning or something you can learn from or use yeah and then share it and just kind of like talk about what it means to me like this is what it means to me you might find something different or you might be like oh I agree with that like yeah that's a really good saying for that reason so I, I did that for a while but also my dad was always into that he would like he would quote different people. Um, so I think I got that idea of like wise things and stuff from him, my mom, because Irish people, they have all these old superstitions yeah. and wise things that yeah. they use. So my brain was already tuned to that. Um, I'm actually going to start doing those again soon, but I think I'm going to do it without a video portion. Okay. So I think I'm just going to do, you know, just the saying on Facebook, make a few comments about it and just kind of leave it to people to read because I felt like when I was doing them on my own, like I felt like the content was good, but this is more exciting, right? Yeah. Like I'm going to sit there on my own, like, yeah, I'm an attorney, but I'm not some celebrity. Nobody knows who I am. Right. I'm just, like, sitting there giving my opinion yeah. on, on these things. And it's like, wait, why am I watching this? Like, who is this? Yeah. So I was like, you know, I felt, like, a little boring maybe. Like, where I'm like, how is this coming off to the listener? Because I feel like the true me, my, my personality, my sense of humor comes through more when I'm, con when I'm in a conversation. Like, if I'm just sitting there on my own, I'm like, you know what I mean? So I'm like, I, th I think I'm still going to put those out. Um, but uh, I'm not going to do the video portion. So That's my dad and the Menards Flyers and yeah. just finding, and it's not just them. There's other wise things I've found in other places as well. But I, I like to share that type of stuff with people. Like for my podcast coming up, always be learning is one of our little mottos uh, for the podcast, Bless Life University, which will be it. a bunch of them coming out soon. Yeah. So um, just those things, if I can share knowledge and just make people's lives better, make them feel better yeah. when um, you know they're listening to it, that's what I'm all about. Well, and I'll tell you that I loved watching them, and so you've got one fan. And what I would say is, there's probably thousands of Menards employees that went in there and took a leak and never read that stuff and never took it to heart. Some of them are like, if they hear this now, <laughs> like, oh, no shit, let me look at that. Yeah. Exactly. But you went in there, and and you know, so it's the power of even changing one person, you know, and the power of speaking your truth. I think makes you a better person, and it helps you to uh, you know if you release something i think god gives you more to create with you know in some ways where if you're holding it in that's all you got you don't get anymore you know but you know so this idea of being a, a constant conduit of expression of creativity and so that that inspired me uh just seeing you get out there and like hey i don't care if one person is watching i don't care if i'm talking to myself yeah i'm gonna talk to, i'm gonna say these words i'm gonna tell you what they mean to me and it, it took some courage to do that, so it takes courage. Well, thank you. So I applaud it. 
part of the reason I stopped doing the videos too is I noticed the viewership was going down. Oh, okay. When I first started doing them, I would see that the views. Yeah. I, when I first started doing them, the viewership was really high, and I'm like, is, are people depressed because of COVID? Are they like, or like, what, what's going on? Like, yeah. I was like, I was getting some decent views, and I figured it would gain traction. And then I don't know if I wasn't doing them regularly enough, and that's that's key, obviously. Consistency. It is consistency is a key. Which you know I will be doing with the podcast. Like yeah. I'm trying to do one a week or every other week, yeah. or sometimes even two a week if I can squeeze in that many. But um, but yeah, the consistency. So maybe that was it. I maybe I left a, a full month, and people are just like, oh, I, I think I saw this before, or whatever type of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, that was that was kind of part of it too. Because when I first started, the viewers the the views were pretty good, but then. As time went on, I started trailing off. I'm like, I don't want people to think I'm pretentious. I'm just sharing like a, a wise thing that I found and just kind of reflecting on it and hopefully that people connect with that. But some people did. I had yeah. one of my close friends was watching it and he was watching like one episode and I was talking about how like ways of reducing stress like and why this saying that me, made me think of that. And he's like, I felt like you were speaking directly to me. Wow, and bro. Like he, he's actually like, I did that too. I found ways to like eliminate some of my debt and like, I felt better about it. I'm like, that's exactly what I was going for, man. Yeah. Like, knowledge is power. You yeah, know? that's great. That's uh, that. It, it it just says a lot about you that you care about. Uh, you, you don't want to keep the information to yourself. Okay, I want to talk about tyranny law, and uh, you know, in kind of just you know, in the closing of the video, what Brian, what differentiates yourself? How do you differentiate yourself from all? There's a bunch of real estate attorneys on the market. Uh, yet you're you're a, a person that has built their business. You've doubled, you know, consistently over the years. You have a lot of great real estate relationships. How do you differentiate yourself in a market where there's just a lot of people, a lot of noise, a lot of business cards flying around? I try to be personable. I try to be accessible. You know what I mean? Um, so what does that mean, accessible? Answer your phone. Well, yeah, like be responsive. I feel like there's probably. I mean, I don't know. You know, with technology now, like, you know, how many real estate attorneys, like how many realtors have their personal cell phone number? How many clients have their personal cell phone number? Mm -hmm. um, how many of them can text message with them? How many of them can talk with them a little bit later at night? Now it's like, I can't talk to every single person and sometimes I do have to leave the call until the next day. But sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm making sure that they know the plan forward so they can feel comfortable. Like they can get a better night's sleep that night knowing that like we already talked about this, we will get it taken care of. So. You don't go dark for periods of time. I try not to. Quite, yeah. If I go, if I go dark, or if I'm not responding, it's just because I'm busy. Like when we're doing yeah. this right now, I'm not checking myself right. because we're engaged in a conversation. Right. I'm being respectful to you, right? Um, and to myself as well, to this conversation and everything we're doing here. Um, but when that's done, I will respond. Yeah. So if, like if I'm down for a while, I I just want people to know that anybody who's watching, it's like I will get back to you, and like I do see the messages. I don't forget about you. I don't ignore you. But but being accessible because I think there's probably a lot of attorneys like after work like they don't feel comfortable calling them or they feel like this attorney's above me right like every single time you know they're dressed this way or they're like you know um i feel like i'm bothering them when i call them like we all have a lot going on in our life myself included outside yeah. of this job sure but i always try to be compassionate and understanding and try to have a sense of humor make people feel good like mm -hmm. what we're doing is not easy like shout out to all my realtors out there working hard closing deals starting something from nothing making cold calls building up a client base like that's hard work yeah you and understand to see that baby all the way to the finish line yeah. yes yeah yes and i'm and i'm blessed that people like trust in me enough to, to think of me as somebody who can be trusted with their clients to 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 make a deal work and it's like when we make things happen smoothly it's it's the problems that you hear about more but we make them happen smoothly all the time so we don't really hear a lot about mm -hmm. problems mm -hmm. so um, just being accessible, being being friendly, being nice, being 
understanding and just speaking the truth and telling them like, this is gonna be a tough one to solve or here's how we'll solve it. Um, and it, just being personal, accessible and not trying to, I don't think I'm above anybody else. Mm -hmm. I went to school and I got a degree, but I, I think of people like, people out there working hard, it's just complex life we live, right? It may not be as hard nowadays with great transportation and 5G everywhere, but it's a complex life and it's been more complicated by the pandemic and all that. So being accessible, being nice, having a system in place, having good staff, like we work together and we care about each other. So we care about what we do as a work product. Mm -hmm. And that's why we deliver such good results. So I feel like, you know, um, being personal accessible, having a good staff and a system in place to deliver those results and just being there for people. I, I go to people's events outside of that. You know, I just got invited to, to a quinceanera today. So shout out to Veronica Hernandez and her daughter, um, you know, who's having her, her awesome. sweet 16 coming up in June. Um, that needs a lot. Right? Yeah, and I'm with people outside of it because yeah. I'm going through not only the business life and the challenges yeah. of that and the stress of that and trying to handling people's business and their expectations and their emotions. That's a very heavy weight to carry, especially when you're working with many clients and then handling all of your own on top of that. Yeah. So just trying to always stay nice and, and, and connected and in touch and communicating even when we're going through all that. And even when we're going through a pandemic, there was times where we were doing these closings, you know, via computer. Uh, I get the, the documents in the same order as a buyer and we're doing this over the phone. I'd rather be there in person. And I have since like maybe September or something of this past year at, uh, in 2020, going back to the closings in person. It's easier, it's quicker. You make that connection with the people, they feel happier. A lot can be forgiven when you're making those interactions in person. So even if they weren't totally happy with you or you couldn't call them as much as they wanted you to, a lot can be forgiven if you're there in person. And people feel more at ease. Like they're going into this closing, you wanna make sure everything's done right, they need, they feel better. Let's say there was some damage to their property, the seller damaged their property on the way out. I'm at the closing, the buyer feels much better because I'm there to explain it to them. Or I'm there to, you know, if the seller's attorney is there in person, we're talking about it in person. If they're, you know, it's at their office, I can at least get them on the phone. They can hear me and it mm -hmm. reassures them. They're not freaking out. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so I guess to come full circle, accessibility, being friendly, working hard, having a good team, and, and, and just being kind of holistic. It, I, was, I, I was thinking holistic. holistic. I was thinking that word, buddy. That's you know what I mean? I'm not above it. them. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not trying to hide from anybody. I'll talk to anybody anywhere, anytime. Yeah. I'll help anybody as much as I can. Yeah. So just trying to be holistic, not to be just. You can only call me nine to five, and don't bother calling me after that. Or when you pick up the phone, I'm like, oh, okay. You wanna, you know, like I try as much as I can, and I've, I've been through a lot, man. Sometimes it's hard. Like I really have to fight to be positive because the sleep apnea, it messes up my head, like irregular breathing, even with a mask, right. I'm still not 100%. Right. There's nights where I have a bad night's sleep and yeah. my brain is foggy the next yeah. day. It messes with your blood pressure. I get palpitations sometimes, but I do my best to, to stay fit and stay healthy. Like we were talking about exercise earlier. I gotta keep a healthy body and healthy mind so that I can help everybody else to the best of my ability. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna be good at what I do. I'm gonna have doubts or I'm not, I'm not gonna be able to do it much longer. You know what I mean? So. You, that's why exercise balance is so important. Life, you know, right? I try to find it as much as possible. It is not easy no. because the real estate law, everything we do here with land trust, it consumes the vast majority of my time. Yeah. You know? Well, you're a real pro, man. I, I just love your your ready explanation. All right, here's some tough questions. Okay, so keep them coming. You got yeah, here we go. Okay, Cubs or Sox? Sox, one hundred percent. That's such a surprise to me, bro. I'll die with them. You know what I mean? If, if it's a war going on, like. 
I'm from the South Side, man. Like, there's a time for peace and there's a time for war. I'm from the South so Side. So are you are you the type of Sox fan that that it's only better if the Cubs lose too? I used to be when I was younger. Okay. But I'm a changed man. I've grown, right. right? I don't like yeah. the animosity anymore. Yeah, I'm not so trying to I, find. I'm a North Sider. I, I, I prefer <laughs> peace, but I am yeah. ready for war. So. I, I love the Aussie Sox, and uh, so I'm, I'm not a Sox hater, but I am a Cub fan. Okay. It's all good, man. I'm sure Carmen is too. Yeah, maybe. Of, I have a lot of people on staff. Yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling I'm, I'm on the minority there. No, but. no. There's a, there's a certain beauty in the South Side, that's for sure. Okay. Hot dogs. Ketchup or mustard? I, when I was young, ketchup. And okay. I know you're not supposed to do that. It's right, not supposed right. to be Chicago no, It's okay. Fans. There's no rules, man. It's a personal But now I will, t- I will take mustard. Yeah. And you know what? It's funny because, like, if it's an Oscar Mayer, you know, those aren't, like, if you're eating the ones that are not beef, yeah. ketchup seems to taste pretty good one. But if you're eating a good beef, Frank, like, uh, Vienna or something like that that's 100% beef, or Nathan's, Nathan's yeah. hot dogs are incredible. They serve okay. those at Yankee Stadium yeah, or whatever. Yeah, that's yeah. the official New York hot dog of yeah. the Yankees. Like, you can get those here in Jewel or whatever. Yeah. Mustard, probably. What about you? Yeah, so mustard, uh, absolutely. Probably, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like because, food, food. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, so going back to food, Sox Park compared to Cubs uh, Wrigley. I mean, Sox Park wins in the food category like one million percent. Really, you think so? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think they have more variety and it's more yeah. suited to the, the modern setup they have here. Totally. Lends it to, to yeah, having a bunch of different flowing, food. Yeah. Well, um, and then you have the tailgating, like. Totally. You, you know, it's you a shame. And I'm not hating on really. I've yeah, been to yeah. a bunch of Cubs games. Yeah. I used to go down there when I was younger yeah. all the time. I just yeah. loved baseball. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid, one of my fondest memories was I found sixty dollars just sitting on the ground oh. outside Rigaville. It's like <laughs> I don't see I don't see anybody around. I'm like, what am I gonna do? Just somebody's gonna say, Oh, that's mine this? or I gotta find the nearest police officer to turn the sixty dollars back in. No. What that's I did with the sixty dollars was I bought a Hank Aaron baseball card before he passed away when I, was, when I was a kid, you know, that young. Yeah. I, I He was one of my favorite players. I'm like, oh, man, this guy's hit, like, the most home runs of all time. So I remember I took that $60, and I spent, like, almost $40 of it on a Hank Aaron baseball card wow. that I still have. It's it's at my mom's house somewhere. I got to find the damn thing. But, uh, but yeah, I've been, I've been to, 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 to Wrigley Field. You know, like I said, I had that memory there. Um, but... It's nice to be able to tailgate. Like with the Sox game, if it's if it's a three o'clock game or something, you go there on the weekend. It's like a family event, right? Yeah. Everybody parks cars. Yeah. They bring out the little grill. They're yeah. throwing bags. They're having beers. Yeah. Everybody's socializing. You, you you have your food and drinks before you even go in there, and you don't have to spend as much, right? <laughs> this is a South Side thing, right? You know, we're having that bonding experience. Yeah. It's unfortunate you don't have a lot of parking around. That's right. Really, That's true. You know. Yeah. It's it's just baseball's a beautiful thing. I can't wait till that comes back. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Okay, well, Brian, I just want to say it's been a pleasure uh, spending time with you. Um, you are an inspiration. You're gonna make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're an inspiration in many ways. I know that there's uh, a bunch of different entrepreneurs that uh, view our uh, that listen or, or view, and they get a lot of stuff. And there's a lot of you've correct, uh, you've provided a lot of content and a lot of uh, you know boots on the ground. Uh, type of advice that someone can grab and take hard work, you know, being accessible, um, you know, being compassionate, uh, being kind, you know, especially during this period of time where you never know what a person's going through. You don't know what uh, uh, you haven't been in their shoes. And so have some compassion and grace for people. So thanks for sitting down with us. 
and um, I look forward to uh, your launch of your podcast. It's coming soon. And just some great uh, content from you. We'll we'll put the information in the show notes so people can tap into it. Absolutely, yeah. I'm going to have a lot of content uh, coming out, and it's going to be it's going to be fairly consistent. You know, it was getting expensive to do some of the content I was making on YouTube and Facebook for a while, but I'm I have my own studio in my office. I have all the equipment. Um, I have a lot of people that I want to speak with and have awesome. great moments like we've had here yep. and a lot of knowledge I want to spread. So that is coming and uh, you know, I hope everybody tunes in. Um, yeah. I love doing it and I'm, I'm, I look forward to sharing it with everybody. Awesome. We'll share it whenever you have an episode come out. We'll share it on this uh, platform. Sounds well. good. Let's, All right. let's finish up with some coffee. We've got to stay awake for the next uh, couple hours. Thank you. So thank you, Steve. And uh, thanks everybody at Land Trust and um, hope you guys enjoyed this. And thank you to Carmen for the connection. Yes. And uh, we'll do this again sometime. Absolutely. Like, let's catch up in like six months. I know we uh, take a socks game uh, in together. Hopefully sure. so. If, if you know, depending on the capacity and all this. No doubt. And um, so yeah, thanks again. I hope everybody enjoys it. Yeah. Signing off. Be good.